Okay, uh, see if that works. I don't think I can pre-mute. Okay, Let's see. Gotcha. All right. All right, so let's get started with today's daf. Today's daf chaf aleph, and I'd like to begin with the uh, bottom of the page on Daf Chof Amud Beis. And um, that is, uh, we started with the words, Vitakola Atzma. So we said that there's perhaps an issue of uh, what's called Takala, that we're afraid that if we can leave wine around, that is Tame, and um, waiting for it to age so that you could use it, this is, uh, that, that you could use it as a spray basically to, um, improve the aroma in the house. So um, the halacha is is that uh, that would be uh, that would. So we discussed that issue is that perhaps leaving it around would be a takala. So the gemara is getting into that topic. So with takala atzma tanayim, it happens to be that this issue of takala is a machlokas tanayim. Titania, the brisa says, shel yain, you have a barrel of wine, shel truma. Of truma shenitmes that's tame beshami omrim tishbach. Beshami says um, you should spill it out. Echaval, um, uh, meaning immediately, because there's nothing you can do with it that uh, makes sense, and uh, it's tame, and you might be coming to eat it, so you must immediately spill it out. omrim Basil says, not necessary. You could make it into, uh, you know, an atom. You know, put it in in an atomizer that uh, spitzer, and um, you could use it to spray around the house, and that's fine. So, let me build a middle opinion here. Um, what's my middle opinion? Um, if you're out in the field, so you know there is really no point in. Um, you know, put, um, um, you know, making improving the smell of the aroma of the field, you know, it's just not done. Um, it's not really going to make much of an effect. So then, then That's when Beis Shammai would be right. Bias, if you're in a house, then there's an opportunity, an option of making it into a spray. Ikadami or version B of Rabbi Shmuel's compromise opinion is. Um, Basically, uh, if it's new wine, so then then tishbach, then you should um, spill it out chabal immediately because it's not you can't leave it around till it's going to be aged. Biashan, um, but if it's aged already, tasaziluf, then it can be ziluf, uh, then it can be uh, used as your spray to improve the smell of the house. Scenting. Amrilo. So the rabbis told Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, Ein machras. A third position like this is not really a um, qualify as a middle opinion. And here's why, because they never took into account the middle possibility. Um, in other words, that in order for there to be a middle, a valid middle opinion that's sort of both sides are agreeing, agreeing to impart means that they recognize the factors that you mentioned. So um, that's the difference. And uh, here we don't see anybody throwing out as a factor those factors, and therefore 
Um, that's not called the Achra Shlishis, and it's not Machria. Now, Amr Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina says, Machlokesh enough levachos mimeah. So, Chulin. When the wine, when the wine fell in, and we have to know what, what you're allowed to do to catch the wine or not to catch the wine, and let it just ruin the chulin that is tame and make it that you can't use it. That's if it's less than one hundred times, so it's not able to negate it. But if it's a hundred times it, so that's enough to cancel out to negate the truma. So then, then we should let it just go down. And it surely should not be metamid be the Bryce says so as well. If the barrel was broken in the upper part of the press, and in the lower part of the of the vat on underneath it, there's one hundred times this amount of chulin If you could save. Uh, Revias bit and impurity, then yeah, so that's what you should do. Let it just let it fall where it does, and it'll be metame, and um, we don't worry about it. Rather than catch it and be metame, it be a dime. So the question is, is that the the names are wrong? Hi, it's really Rabbi Yoshua who's saying you should not be metamit biyadayim. He was the one who allowed it, not Rabbi Yezer. So it's not Rabbi Yezer agreeing to Rabbi Yoshua. It's vice versa. So I'm a Rava. So Rava says, indeed, you got to switch it around. You don't have to switch it around. My skin, we're talking about over here. The Chiddush here that Rabbi Yezer is a... Uh, is agreeing, acquiescing to the opinion of Ra, of Rabbi Yoshua, is in, is is when we what, the, regarding this issue of saving the 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 betahara, what type of kli would you be allowed to use? We're talking about a case where you can save it, but the keli that you have, its inside is tar, but the outside is tame. So Maudetema, you might think that Rabbi Yezer, who's worried about being metame, would say nigzor. We should decree. Maybe the outside of it will touch the truma, and then it'll be inadvertently be metamid and that Rabbi Yezer will agree in that case to Rabbi Yoshua that, in under the circumstances, that would be um, permissible, if I can save a, a revius worth. And that's the story. That's the end of the first chapter of Psachim, and of course, if you didn't realize yet, we are finished now with the. Um, um, with the diversion of all the laws of Tom and Tyra and coming back to Hilchos uh, Chametz, back to the laws of Chametz. Uh, and so that's it. So new chapter. So, says the Mishnah, As long as it's permitted to eat, so too is it permitted to, to feed your animal, domesticated or non-domesticated, or your birds. And you also can sell to a Gentile. And you're also allowed to benefit from it. What if the time passed? Then you're not allowed to benefit from it. Because the time passed and now it's usher to even benefit. And not only that, you're not even allowed to 
use it as fuel to heat up your ovens. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Ein bir I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein bir The only way to burn, to destroy chametz, is by burning. We'll see what is which case he's talking in. That's not true. You can you can break it up into tiny pieces and throw it to the wind, or throw it intact into the sea, and the sea will work it out, break it up, and that's also all that is permissible. And that's a valid way of getting rid of chametz. Now, moving on to the Gemara. We said that as long as it's permitted to eat, that's when you can feed your animals. What does that imply? If I'm not allowed to eat, I'm not allowed to feed. So that seems to indicate that our mission is not taking the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Why? As we know, that Rabbi Yehuda says that you that there's a, after the fourth hour you stop by the fourth hour you stop eating, and you don't have to burn until the beginning of the sixth hour, but in between you still can feed your animals because it's not aser ba'ana; it's just aser teeth. The Tanan Rameir Omer Ochlin Kol Chamesh. You eat the entire fifth hour. Uh, and be into the sixth hour, beginning of the sixth hour, you burn it. And Rabbi Yudomer, Ochlin Kol Arba, you eat all four hours. V'tolin Kol Chamesh, the fifth hour, you don't, you don't burn it yet, but you also stop eating. And you start burning in the beginning of the sixth hour. So, so the Gemara is asking, what do you mean? You think it fits better according to Rameir? Hai Kol Shoshem Mutor Lecho. Uh, that's what that's not what it should have said. It should have said, as long as you can eat, you can be Michael. That's what it should have said. So says, Our is going says, if you remember, uh, Rabbi Gamliel said that chulin can be eaten all, all the fourth hour. That's if it's not truma. Truma kol chamish. Since truma is a prohibition to destroy, if you if it's edible, if you're allowed to eat it, so that's different. So therefore, you're allowed to eat it. A kohen is allowed to eat truma in the fifth hour. And then the beginning of the sixth hour is when everything gets burnt. And this is how. Our Mishnah is to be read. Anytime it's allowed to be eaten, Kohen, meaning, meaning Kohen Bitruma, that's referring to a Kohen eating Truma, then Yisrael, a regular Yisrael, he can feed his animal. Now, that's the, and that's how we read it, and in fact, our Mishnah is going like Rabban Gamliel. Says the Gemara, Why would it be necessary to talk about both Behema and Chaya? Just say, you could feed your animals. Why would you have to discuss both domesticated and non-domesticated? Tzricha, it's necessary. Why? If we just say, behema, feeding your behema, then if there's leftover, I would see if the animal didn't eat the whole portion, and I left, then half the loaf of bread will be there on the floor, and I'll be able to get rid of it. Come, um, uh, so therefore, Chazila is less of a concern. Abel Chayab, if you comes to a Chaya, they if you feed them, they will drag the food away. Um, and if it's and if they don't finish it, come it's not Allah. 
they'll hide it away in their lair or wherever they live. And therefore, maybe I have to worry about that there's still some chametz left. Maybe I can't feed the uh, non-domesticated animals. At least, Achaya is in a sense better, because at least if he leaves it over, it's not, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It's like you could be mevatel, and it's less of a concern. Maybe the Bema will leave over. And you forgot to, to think to look back into the trough to see if he finished it. Then you'll find it outside and you'll say, Oh my goodness, and then you'll be over. So, maybe that's worse. That's why I had to say Behema and also Chaya. Now, why would we have to mention birds? There's no extra Chiddush that we learn from the birds. So the Gemara answers, Well, I did the ton of Behema of Chaya, ton of Nami Ofos. Once we already are saying Behema and Chaya, it's like you don't want to leave the birds out. So we mentioned the birds as well. So it's like if they go together, Behema Chayva Ofos. And that's the story. Okay. Which brings us to the. Uh, bringing us to the, uh, to the next section. Mochul and Achri is allowed to sell it to a Gentile. Now, of course, you should be able to sell it to a Gentile. So why shouldn't I be allowed to sell it to the Gentile? I'm allowed to benefit from it. So the Gemara answers. So what's the answer? La Tana is calling against this Tana. The Tanya, the Brisa says, A person is not allowed to sell his chametz to a Gentile. Unless you know that what you fed him, what you gave him to eat, he will get rid of it, he'll consume it before Pesach. Basil disagrees. He says, no, if I can sell it, if I can, if I can eat it, I can certainly sell it. It's not a problem. And I don't have to worry. So even though I'm not allowed to eat it afterwards and he won't finish it until later, it doesn't bother us. That's Shitas Basil. Now, Rabbi Yudabim Sarah Omer, he paskins. It's interesting. Rabbi Yudabim Sarah paskins like Bishamai, and he takes it a step farther. He says, Kutach, the Chomine Kutach. The Kutach, which is a, like a, a dairy dip that's made out of like spoiled milk and breadcrumbs, but it's Chametz. Also, Limkor, Shloshim Yom Kodmul Pesach. You're not allowed to sell it 30 days before Pesach because that's something that's left, that, that stays for a very long time. It's used, eaten very little bits at a time. And, um, and you can you can't sell it if it's within thirty days because it won't be won't be consumed. Now, even though it's not that it's always finished in thirty days, but before thirty days, you're not obligated to worry about it because that's the first time you have to start thinking about the upcoming holiday of Pesach. Okay, which brings us to the new topic. Umotarbano, we said that it's permitted to benefit. Pshita, of course, it's permitted to benefit. We're talking about where you burnt it. Uh, beyond edibility um, prior to the time that it's Asr Ba'na. The Kamash Milan, Kedirava, and the Chiddush is like Rava says, if you singed it, burnt it before the time, then I have use for those, whatever it is, for the burnt piece of bread, I am allowed to benefit from it. Um, even after the time when the bread is Asr to benefit, since I burnt it to beyond recognition, 
beforehand, it's it's mutter even after the time. So that's the chiddush on that. Brings us to the next thing. Once the time passes, then you're not allowed to benefit. Of course, pshita. The chiddush here is is even the rabbinic time because that's what it says. Avrazmanu is not referring to the time when it hits the Torah level prohibition, but even the rabbinic level prohibition. Which um, that's the shear of Lishos um, to um, that's also going to be prohibited. Damrav Gidal Amar Rav Chiyabar Yosef Amrav Yochran. We saw this actually earlier on in the Masechta. Hamikadish Mishe Shosalmala, somebody who um, marries a woman from the sixth hour and beyond, which is actually. That hour is really only rabbinically prohibited, not Torah level. Even if it's only um, like this wheat that's like more hard wheat, and um, there's uh, nevertheless, it came to a suffix, you know, there's a chashash on it, there's a worry that perhaps it's chametz because some water fell on it. That Kiddushin is null and void. It's not even a suffix of Kiddushin. Because you see, the rabbinic time when it's prohibited is like nothing, okay? It's like not valuable. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. You cannot use it to heat your oven. You can't use the bread as your fuel to heat the oven. Pshita, it's not obvious. The Kiddush is, um, it's going according to Rabbi Yehuda. The Amr in Bir Chametz who says that the primary way of getting rid of Chametz is burning it. Salkatet Chamina might have thought, "Hey, I could kill two birds with one stone." Hol the Amr Rabbi Yehuda mitzvah Since Rabbi Yehuda says I, there's a mitzvah to burn it, Bahadid Kasar like once I'm already burning it, I might as well. I can put on my Pesach thick marshmallows and uh, roast up some marshmallows from the fire. Kamash Malan, that if you're burning it after the time when it's Asr okay, so then you would not be allowed to do so. Okay. Amar of Chizkiah says, Minan Luchamet Pesach. How do you know that Chametz on Pesach, Sha'asr It's interesting because we never really established this directly, but we just made it an assumption that you're not allowed to benefit from Chametz on Pesach. How do you know that, okay, I understand not allowed to eat it, but how do you know that you're not allowed to benefit? Shenamah, that's because it says in the Pesach, Lo Yeochel Chametz, the word is written differently. It's not Lo Yeochal Chametz, Lo Yeochel. What does that mean? Lo Yehei Bo Heter Achila. It can't come from it some permission to eat, meaning I can't even transfer its value to bring me to a potential of food which would mean I benefit from that. I got money. With the money, I could theoretically buy food and I eat that food. That's called Asr That's also not allowed. That's what it means, even if I'm not eating it directly, but if it's leading to eating, that itself is prohibited. And that's based on, that means I'm not allowed to benefit from it. So, the Gemara is bothered by this. Time in the Katsarach Mana Lo Ye Ochel Chametzin wrote it this unusual way. Hello, Katsav Lo Ye Ochel. If it didn't say it that special way, Avamina Israel Mashma, Israel no Lo Mashma. It's only implying food, eating, and not any benefit. Opliga de Rabbi Avo. This is not like the opinion of Rabbi Avo, which 
says this way, says differently. Anytime it says simply do not eat, whatever it is, it implies not only not eating, but eating is an example of a benefit, and it means any type of benefit. Unless, unless the Torah specifies and tells you that you can benefit, the assumption is, no, you cannot benefit. The Tanya, the Bryce says, do not eat any nevela. But it says you can benefit because it says, you can give it to the ger, toshav, that's the, not convert, but the Noahide who lives amongst you. You gift it to him, and he will eat it. Or you can sell it to a Gentile. Okay? Maybe that's specific. I'm only allowed to gift it to the Ger Toshav, which is, like I said, he keeps the Noachide laws, and, uh, and he lives in Israel, and I give it to him as a gift. Or And to the Gentile, I must sell it. How do I know he can even sell it? For money to the Ger Toshav. You can put the comma afterwards. And therefore, it's give it or sell it. How do I know that the Gentile, I can gift it as well if I want to? That's why it says, You could sort of start the sentence there give it and he will eat it or sell it to the Nachri. Which basically comes out in the end, whether he be a ger toshav or a gentile, whether it is mechira or nesina, whether it is being sold or gifted, is all allowed. Divrei Rameir, and that's Rameir's position. Rabbi Yudha Omer, Rabbi Yudha says, no, dvarim kichsavan, things are according to the way they are. As written, you're only allowed to gift to the Ger Toshav, and you're only allowed to sell it to the Nachri, and no other way. My time with Rabbi Yudha, why does Rabbi Yudha say that? The answer is, because if it's like Rameir says, could have just said with the Vav, Give it, uh, he'll eat it and sell it. Both are options. Oh, Lamali, why does it have the letter, the word O, which implies or? That's option B, not to be confused with the first option. To, to separate the two. There's the value to the O to tell you that there's a priority. First things first. There's the, if you have all things being equal, you should opt first to give it to the Ger Toshav as a gift. That should come before to sell it to the Gentile. I wouldn't need a Pasuk for that. Why? Since the Ger Toshav, if he is poor, you have a mitzvah to make sure that he lives. There's an obligation of charity to the Ger Toshav. And you don't have a priority to, to take care of the Gentile. So, I don't need a Pasuk. It's based on pure logic, and therefore I anyway knew that. So the Gemara says, According to Rameir, I understand. Whether he be a convert or, not a convert, a Ger Toshav, or a Nachri, a Gentile. 
So that's all. So basically, what it's really saying is any form of benefit, selling, giving, is all allowed. So therefore, why did it have to be singled out that that's allowed? The fact that we need a pasuk to allow nevela to benefit implies that, because that's really what it's saying, that basically all benefit is allowed. Why do we have to go out of our way to say all these things are allowed? The answer is, sounds like, whenever it says don't eat, it means don't eat and don't benefit. Unless I tell you that you can benefit, which is what it's saying according to Rabbi Meir. According to Rabbi Yudah, there's a reason why it's speaking out over here, because it's telling you a very specific form of benefit only this way. You, by, you can either, one of two options, gift it to the Ger Toshav, or you can sell it to the Nachri. But it's not letting you do whatever you want with it. So then, How do I know that any time it says don't eat it, it means even that it's Asur Ba'ana? The answer is, It's derived from the Pasuk by Trefa, that by meat that is um, from an animal that was, uh, you know, that was uh, that was harmed, and now it can't, won't be able to live out its year. It's called a treif animal, and it says what you must do with that animal when it's dead is feed it to the dogs. It says lekelav tashlichun oso it oso atamashkel lekelav yatamashkel lekelav kolisrum shabatora. Not any other iser, meaning most things that you cannot eat, you cannot even benefit as well, and then. That's where we're going to see more about this in tomorrow's daf. But that is the story, and we'll stop over here. A pleasure learning with everyone. Have a joyable Hanukkah. Good vach, good vach. Shavuot, right. Okay, bye-bye.